in uh, sitting meditation and really any uh, wakeful moments that we have, there's some things the uh, handed down called the uh, Niwaranas or the mental hindrances that Buddha talked about. And uh, one was uh, sloth torpor or kind of drowsiness, sleepiness, the tendency for the mind to um, wander off and kind of be almost like a cloud of um, sleep dust thrown in your face before you even know it and you find yourself bobbing and weaving and wandering off. <clears throat> and there's some anecdotes to that of which I'd like to offer some helpful hints. The uh, beginning of the Satipatthana Sutta I was speaking about earlier is the mindfulness of the body and the, the first instruction from the Buddha that we find in the in the suttas is that he uh, usually spoke speaking about the the bhikkhu, the monk, but really the practitioner who has the uh, uh, willingness and the uh, desire to practice and to uh, develop mindfulness of the body goes to uh, a forest, the root of a tree, a quiet place, and mindfully one sits down with uh, the body erect and uh, uh, alertness, mindfulness as the foundation. An expression I've come up with that I think is quite nice is to think of the throne of awareness. So if one thinks of a throne, a throne is a place of, uh, is majestic, is elevated, uh, is a quite a noble place. So as you and I sit in our throne of awareness, what is that? What does that mean? So in the throne there's the seat of the throne, but what is present on that seat is a good posture. What is a good posture for you with your uh, body from the your sit bones, whether you're on a chair or in the floor, and then lifting uh, upwardly, so holding the body upright. And of course this requires effort. Uh, we can't sit here without uh, bringing forth effort and energy. Effort really means uh, both a physical uh, effort and energy and a mental effort and energy to hold the body upright. And I like to think of it having been a soldier in the past <clears throat> and having been a sloppy young man in the past that you know, the position of attention of a soldier is kind of one extreme and then kind of the young um, uh, teenager slouched on the sofa or the couch in front of the te television is the other kind of extreme. So somewhere between, you know, kind of slouched, which is uh, relating comfort, and the position of the soldier, which is, of course, very tense, we can find a balance of where we're holding the body upright and we're really being present with it. And having done this uh, practice for over 40 years, for me, when I sit, and now I can only do this in a chair, but it's really the same thing. I 
sit and I just naturally, the body finds that throne of awareness where I feel natural to have the body upright, to be energized, and to be fully awake and uh, present. I was mentioning earlier before the walking meditation how that uh, opening and closing the eyes can have a significant impact on our practice. Now, I'd imagine that many of you, if not most of you here, have practiced with your eyes closed, and that's absolutely fine. But I found over the years that closing the eyes, there is a tendency for one's mind to then begin to wander more easily and and also to it's almost like it's more easy to be blindsided when the eyes are closed and so what I encourage is if if you do find yourself uh, sleepy and especially we've got up relatively early had the morning of meditation and the and then lunch and after lunch um, we're only uh, most of us eating just the uh, one main meal that we may tend to uh, pack away quite a bit, worried about being hungry in the evening. So in that kind of nice full bloated stomach, instead of the blood kind of going to the uh, wakefulness of a brain and trying to stay awake, all that blood rushes down to digest the food. And of course, then the head becomes very light, buoyant, and kind of starts to float. And then we can kind of become the buoy on the, um, on the ocean bobbing up and down and uh, so the uh, the bobbing is a syndrome that uh, I over the years would watch many a monk and nun including myself to uh, sit for hours seeming to be in a calm state but the uh, body the mind maybe seemed calm but the body was uh, weaving hither and thither and, and uh, falling over itself like I was talking about this morning so the the encouragement is to to really bring forth that energy first in posture and then with the breath, that natural rhythm of breathing. And, and it's so easy to get in the habit of once the eyes close to start to drift. And even as I'm speaking right now, some of you may not believe it and some of you may not be hearing me, but I can see people uh, nodding off as I'm speaking right now. So if it's one of you that all of a sudden you're aware that, oh, is that me, maybe? Then, well, it might be. I don't know. And this is not a bad thing. It's not wrong. I'm not wagging my finger. But it is a hindrance, and it is an incredibly easy kind of habit to get into, and it's somewhat of a bad habit. I know for myself, to sit present requires an incredible amount of effort, even after all these years. And so that effort is not just, I'll make, you know, one effort, sit down, nice, good posture, uh, body erect, mindfulness alert, mindfully I breathe in, mindfully I breathe out, and then that's it. But that needs to be constant, it needs to be consistent, so there needs a, to be a vigilance. And uh, one analogy is maybe like the uh, uh, on guard duty, another military analogy, but guard duty, of course, you have to be alert because there may be uh, dangers lurking about, you have to guard the the gate and you're on duty. So it's kind of like being on duty because it does require an energy and a presence to be alert of what's happening. And so we're not so concerned about what's happening uh, outside of ourselves, but more what's happening within ourselves. 
So the way I practice this, and I was pointing to the Buddha Rupa, which I think is a lovely analogy, that the eyes are downcast. So when when I have my eyes open, I'm not you know looking around. Sometimes I will if I'm teaching like this, just to kind of get a sense of people and 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 that. But if my eyes are downcast, like right now, I, I I'm, I'm gazing very softly, and the eyes are almost closed, just maybe two or three feet at the most, directly in front of me, and the gaze is soft and and it's softening that gaze. And I found that the actual uh, focus and concentration. Uh, the depth of that uh, can be much deeper with the eyes open than with the eyes closed, but it takes uh, some practice and some effort. So as I sit uh, with the eyes uh, downcast and just open, I can just focus on a spot on the, the floor in front of me, or there happens to be your, uh, your neighbor in front of you on their, their back or their cushion somewhere that uh, is just a natural gaze. And just to kind of hold that and then be mindful with that and the in and out breath, but can you use the actual vision? So it's not so much trying to focus on an object in front of you, but as one deepens the awareness with the eyes open, can actually get to a point where the vision begins to fall away. So in other words, even though the eyes are open, they're no, they're no longer looking. And in that place is a great calm and kind of silence and peacefulness. So it's just like if I wasn't talking, then there would be basically the silence, the sounds of people maybe rustling or coughing a little bit, so that the ear consciousness you know, would not be happening, but the ears would still be alert, would be there. And then if the sound happened, then the ear would pick up the sound, the sound would arise, and the sound would pass away. So similarly with vision, if we're actually very mindful and concentrating with the eyes just uh, slightly open, can actually begin to uh, fade away from the actual visual consciousness, and the consciousness then becomes more focused internally, even though the eye door is open and ready. So if something kind of scurried by or something, one would notice and see it, but that the eye is actually just like disengaged to the door. The door is slightly open, but it's disengaged. It's a very, um, it, it, it's a, a practice that I find is, is very peaceful to be able to do that. And, and in fact, in the uh, Zen tradition, they sit facing the wall, so they're not looking at anything with the eyes slightly open. And that's like Zazen is practiced in that way. So this is simply a suggestion. I'm not uh, asking you to change what you do, but I'm asking you to explore and be aware of what you are doing and that perhaps uh, you might be drifting or uh, falling asleep, which is natural. And the uh, scripturally, what I remember from the Buddha to uh, set one's mindfulness present, the body erect, and goes through a series of um, anecdotes of how to deal with the sloth and torpor, that kind of sleepiness. And so initially it's opening the eyes, and then there's things like, you know, rubbing one's ears, uh, gazing up at the stars, um, standing up, uh, splashing cold water. So if we had a nice bucket of ice water in here, it could come around and kind of pour ice water down everybody's back. But that wouldn't be very English, and I don't think anybody would like that.
So instead we, we uh, uh, and then the standing, so <clears throat> certainly on retreats, and <clears throat> I know Ajahn Amaroi don't have any uh, objections. If you are finding yourself uh, very sleepy and just struggling and kind of frustrated, please feel free to quietly, mindfully, uh, with the least disturbance, just stand up right on your, uh, right in place. And that's perfectly acceptable. Stand there for a while. You do some standing meditation until you feel dispelled the sleepiness, and then you can, you know, sit back down again. But it's interesting on the Buddha's words that the walking and the up and down, or splashing water, or looking up at the stars, or kind of rubbing your ears, and, and all of these things. In the end, um, the uh, if if none of that works, the Buddha says, "Well, mindfully lie down and have a have a little nap." So, so even the Buddha was not unreasonable about it. if we're feeling sleepy that, hey, you can't handle it, go ahead and have a little nap, a mindful nap, you know, a wee kip, I guess you can say here, and uh, it can be quite refreshing, but uh, I think that probably most of us here don't need that or maybe had a little one after the meal. So, so I offer this for your, for your reflection and encouragement here this afternoon to bring into your, to your sitting meditation and uh, the second sitting and you're sitting in, in general.